Yes, it is absolutely time for Travis and Slee. Thanks to everybody for checking us out tonight. We've got a fantastic show tonight, Slee. We have a couple of great guests. Gabe Lax yes, sir. is going to join us. He's from the USA Today. He's going to talk about what happened a year ago today leading up to it and how mm-hmm. we got to where we are regarding the pandemic. We're going to talk a little baseball at the back end of the show with Alden Gonzalez from ESPN. Little Dodgers, maybe little Angels thrown in there as well. So we got a whole bunch going on and, 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 you know what I'm going to say next, right? Yeah, I do. Definitely do. Absolutely. And it is our debut of Ask Slee, which we're going to do in about 45 minutes. Let's do it. Your face doesn't look like you're super excited to do this. Not nearly as excited as I am. No, no. This is is one of those – this is kind of your – this is your brainchild right here. This is what you've come up with in the background, and uh, let's see how it goes. <laughs> well, yeah. well, look, I, I like that your willingness to to go into this. This is good, and we'll see. And I've been curating a list throughout the morning. I, sure. I, I, I threw it out there during uh, – the, the Keyshawn, J. Will, and Z show and uh, Green, Greeny show. So I've been putting together a, a good little list, and I think I think it's going to allow not just the listener but me. You know, I, I don't think yeah. everybody understands this, mm-hmm. that you and I, while we've worked together for, what, five or six years now, we're still kind of trying to get to know each other a little bit. This is good for both of us. Yeah, I think you're going to find out a lot. By the time this show ends tonight, after the <laughs> Ask Slee site, you're going to know everything you need to know. Okay, this isn't an ask sleep, but this is a good one right now. I'm, I'm yeah. looking at uh, my television, and Dodgers are playing the Mariners in Arizona, and it's raining in a spring training game. Mm. How what? How long are you staying before that first raindrop hits your face before you're getting in the car and getting the hell out of I there? I see a cloud, not even like <laughs> multiple clouds. I just see one cloud. I'm like, all right, we're out of here. Let's get to, let's get to the hotel. We'll call it a day. We'll call it <laughs> yeah, a day. Amen. Look, my, my baseball credentials, I think, are, are well established. I love baseball, but spring training baseball with a bunch of guys wearing number 70s and 80s something uh, in the rain. Bye. Yeah, you're not you're not staying for the uh, for that entire game. No, it is crazy. So, like I mentioned, Slee, um, we'll take phone calls to eight seven 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 ten ESPN at Travis Rogers on Twitter at Alan Slee on Twitter. But it was a year ago today where mm-hmm. everything changed, right? Like absolutely everything that we've come to know about our our never mind even sports really, but our lives, the way that we lived our lives, just all of a sudden on a dime changed dramatically. That. Here we are doing whatever it is we're doing. You and I work in the sports industry. Other people are working in whatever they do. And then just boom, we were all told, go home and don't come outside of your houses for a while. It's it's extraordinary looking back at it, just how little we knew what was going on, especially with sports. Once the NBA pulled the plug, we're like, what is going on right now? So that night, um, I I remember because – I was in the middle of doing crosstalk with Mason in Ireland, mm. and John had, I think he, he had mentioned he was going to leave early, he had dinner reservations, something along those lines, and we're here, obviously, in studio, and, you know, um, Lindsay reached out to me today and said, hey, can you hop on with Mason at 3.30 and just tell kind of the story of, of a year ago, and they played a clip, Mason and I were on the air when, and we're starting to kind of get the, we're starting to kind of get the rumors. Royce Young, I, I remember, mm-hmm. uh, who covers the Thunder. Thunder covers, yeah. yeah. So I, I remember, I was just kept looking at his Twitter. I'm like, what is happening in this Utah-Oklahoma City Thunder game? Um, the players are there, and then the players are going back into the locker room, and the officials are going back to the locker room. And then you started getting some video of the announcer pretty much saying like, you know, everyone was trying to buy time. Actually, it wasn't yeah. even. It wasn't Didn't even. They bring like the dance team back. Something out or like something? that. Dance team came back yeah. out, and 
And I just remember kind of sitting there with Mason. I'm like, what the hell is unfolding? And then after, Mason probably hung around for a half hour. And then I had I had my show, you know, mm-hmm. that night. I've never been so confused. And I, I think, you know, we, we were even talking about this prior. There was part of this, are we just overreacting? Like, what are we doing, right? right? Like, why are we overacting like this? I was probably more on the other side. I was probably like, you know, I, I, take as much cautious as you possibly can. There was just so many unknowns. And Travis, this is what's, what's craziest to me. Here we are sitting here today. Yes, a lot has changed, but not that much has changed over the last year. Dude, no, th- that's that's exactly right. So you were with Mason on the air. I I, I was actually I don't I don't take a lot of days off. Mm-hmm. I, I like to work. I like to come. You were to work. in Cabo hammered ordering uh, ordering tacos <laughs> well if i was in mexico i probably wouldn't be back yet i'd probably right. still be locked out of the That's country right. so i wasn't there I, I i was literally my my youngest son and i we were driving to arizona mm-hmm. where he was going to play in a baseball tournament and we're listening to the radio on the way out there and all of a sudden it comes out in the air that rudy gobert has covid mm-hmm. and oh by the way tom hanks has covid That's right That's and night. Oh, oh by the way um the nba is canceling the mm-hmm. season and it was like, wait, what? What? What's going on? The and country so, didn't the country also too shut off their borders with Europe, right? I mean, not borders, but they basically shut off travel to yes. Europe or something along those lines, right? Yeah, they, they, everything was shut down, and and so we get to Arizona, and I'm thinking, okay, if the NBA isn't playing, mm-hmm. if Major League Baseball's spring training has been canceled, what the hell are we doing here? Hmm. Like, why? Why am I here to watch 14 year olds play baseball? Because this is insanity. This this just doesn't make any sense at all. And I remember we got it. We were out there for like two days. Never played a game. They're like, they're kids. Well, maybe we'll play tomorrow. Maybe we'll play tomorrow. And end up never playing. Mm. We turn around, drive all the way home. Never not what on a pitch was thrown. And so you come all the way back. And I remember driving back. And my son was asking me, so do you think I'll go to school on on Monday? And I'm thinking probably not. But mm. thinking that you know that it, it, this might be a week. It might be two. Yeah, yeah. And, and and this this is gonna sound so stupidly because with a year of hindsight available to us now, it, it's a ridiculous feeling. But I will be honest, in the moment I'm thinking, this might be kind of a little bit of an adventure. To to, to live it to, to work at home for a couple of weeks, to have everybody in the house for a couple of weeks. My oldest son was still at school up in Oregon, but he was coming back all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. I'm like, this might be kind of nice to have everybody in the house for a week or two just because we never get to do it anymore. And then, sure, as you know what, the world blows and people start dying. It was just – it was crazy. And to your point, here we are. Sports are back, mm-hmm. but way different. Just a totally different thing now. I um I remember – so I think it was on a Tuesday, maybe a Wednesday when, when it all went down a year ago, right? Something along those – is it Tuesday or Wednesday? May, maybe a Wednesday. And I remember that we also started internally – the conversation was, okay, people who are in the office are no longer going to be in the office. Sales team, we want you to start working from home. Um, we're all kind of scrambling from a radio perspective. Can we do the shows from home? How are we going to do it? Who's got Comrexes? Who doesn't? All that stuff's going on. And I remember, I think I did my shows here up until Friday. And you know when you just know? Trav, I remember walking out of here and I'm like, yeah, I'm probably not walking into that office for a very long time. Like you just yeah. you just kind of knew, um, yes, you could say it's going to be a week, two weeks, whatever the case is. But what was going on around the world and the the type of precautions every country was taking, the way people were treating this – 
I didn't think we we're going to be back for a while. Now, I also didn't think that we'd be sitting here today and, you know, it still has such an impact in our day-to-day lives. And forget sports for a quick second. Yeah. Like you mentioned, still a lot of kids not at school, right? Still a lot of the, the learning from home or whatever the case is. Remote learning, which is no learning for the record. Unfortunately, right? You got the remote learning. There's still so many different, if you're going on a whatever, you're going on a flight, you're thinking a lot differently than you were before. I mean, it, it's not like this was something that we thought, hey, it's going to be here a couple weeks, that's it, everything's back to normal. Our lives are kind of, I, I'm curious how long our lives will be different based upon the, the way our kind of mind has been trained over the last year. All right, so I, I met a guy that I, I – Twitter relationship, right, that I never mm-hmm. actually met this person. We decided to play golf the other day, and I go out to the golf course and never met – and so – we see each other, and it's like, what What do you do? Do you shake hands? Yeah. Do you fist bump? Do you kind of just I kiss on wave? both cheeks, <laughs> and I you hug. Know, you got the, 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 the European greeting, <laughs> a little double kiss. I, I like that. That's You're fancy like that. But it, it's, it's a totally weird dynamic, and I, I just wonder how long it's going to take before, you know, the first time you see somebody you haven't seen in a long time. Never, I'm not talking about, like, your mom or your dad or whatever. I'm, or, I'm talking about you know, the guy you play golf with or the guy that uh, you go have a few beers with every once in a while. You know, mm-hmm. that's been canceled for the better part of a year mm-hmm. that you just you know when when will giving your buddy a high five or a handshake or one of those you know one armed hugs when when does that go not, not when we start doing it again because I think we are getting close but when do we stop thinking about doing it I think it's going to take a second I really do I think it's going to take some time I think if you decide we we're talking about this yesterday that there's some movie theaters are looking to open up here uh, there'll be 25% capacity or whatever the case is but I think it's going to take time for you to go to a sporting event and there's 20,000 people there or 10,000 people there and be comfortable. I think not everybody's going to have the same comfort level, but I think it's definitely going to take some time. I think it's going to happen really fast because we want it so badly mm-hmm. and it's going to feel good, man. It's going to th- think about this. You go to a Dodger game, right? And you're sitting there and Corey Seager hits a home run to mm-hmm. win the game or to put the Dodgers ahead or something. You jump out of your seat with your hands in your air. Yeah. And you turn around, the guy in front of you puts his hand up there and you'd be like, Oh yeah, dude, if you got your shot yet have you uh you know you got any purell on those hands like i saw you kind of eating that dodger dog a little messy do you have you your doctor's your report mouth. on you do you have your doctor's report on you or <laughs> yeah. no i guess like, I need, i'm gonna need to see your immunization card like when you send your kid to kindergarten for the first time yeah he's had his uh he's had his shots it's good to go it's gonna take a minute but i absolutely cannot wait cannot wait to get it done all right so Ask Sleeze coming up in about a half an hour, and yeah, I want to make sure that everybody's here for that. That's coming up at 7.45, but LaMarcus Aldridge is the next name on the list, Slee. We've been talking so much about Andre Drummond. We talked a little bit about Blake Griffin, but LaMarcus Aldridge is the next guy that might be available to the Lakers. We'll get into that next. Well, can I, can, I, a- can I throw this out here? Yeah. Uh, LaMarcus Aldridge or Andre Drummond? If the Lakers Ooh. had an option between one of those two players. By the way, you want to throw DeMarcus Cousins in the mix. Yeah. Uh, we'll throw that into the mix as well. 877-710-ESPN. You can do that. You can send us the tweet as well. That's coming up next. Travis and Slee, 710-ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. 
All right, we are off and running Slee. And see, even Chris is excited for Ashley. Yeah, no, Chris this is. is yeah, gonna be this, good. Is, this is big. <laughs> this is big for Chris. I like, you know, we got to have voice ask Slee now that I think about it. Who's that? Key. We, mm. we, because we got to get Key to do it just to see if he's learned the name yet. Yeah, ask, what do you say? Uh, Slee, Slee, well, if he Slee. just says Slee, he's good to go. He's uh, doesn't need to do anything after that. <laughs> we will see. All right, let's start before we get into LaMarcus Aldridge or Andre Drummond. We want to make sure that we get everybody involved in this program. So let's try our first phone call, Pasadena and Javier. Javier, you're on with Travis and Slee. What's up? Okay, esto es la ropa del dube. Y ahí se lo voy a dejar en su cama. Okay, okay. Lo voy a no idea what was happening right there. I'm no. not sure if he was talking to us or if he wasn't, but he, that he was fantastic. Had a conversation with somebody in his house. Let's, all right, we're going to give this a second try. That's, mm -hmm. We're going to rewind the tape. Didn't happen. Take two. I trust this guy, Manuel, in Gardena. Safe bet. What's up, Manuel? Sweet T, a.k.a. T-Rod, the flea stack. All night, Allen. Playoff, Sliwa. How the hell are you guys, first off? Manuel, what's going on? Thank you, man. Appreciate you calling in. We're doing good. What's going on with you? I, mean, I thought Channel 34 Live was going on just a second ago, <laughs> but it's all good, I guess. You know, Show. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, on the LaMarcus Aldridge thing, if I had my brothers, I would be going after Arnold and Willis's nephew, Arnold Drummond, but I think he's going to be a little bit hard. I would love Boogie Cousins, man, to come back. I know some people think he's too offense-oriented, but I think they forget, man. A few years back, he stepped up quite a bit in that Golden State series. Now, obviously, they couldn't get it done, but he had, like, two good games. So I would um, trust him in crunch time, and, you know, he already knows the system. So I would go Boogie, you know, probably. I mean, what say you two? Well – Manuel, I appreciate the phone call. I, I'm, I think that unfortunately for Demarcus Cousins, the ship has sailed for him as a Laker. You know, I think that they wanted to use him last year. They didn't really get a ton of minutes. It never really came together. He was hurt. Just it, it just wasn't there. I think that if they wanted to bring him back, they probably would have by now. And that's why I don't think that's going to happen. I think that that's probably unlikely. the The other ones, Lee, are, are a little more interesting to me because. We talked about it. We talked about David McMenamin last night. The Lakers have two issues. They need size and they need shooting. He kind of fills the size parameter, but not really the shooting one. But the size isn't really what you're looking for because he's not a guy that's going to go in there and bang around in the yeah. paint. He doesn't yeah. really do that either. Yeah, listen, if I had to kind of rank this, right, just kind of – of course we all have addressed that the Lakers need a big man. They need another big man. Marcus Gasol has not been – by the way, no Marcus Gasol, no Anthony Davis tomorrow against yeah. uh, against the Pacers. Um, everybody's agreed that, you know, Marcus Gasol, when, when you originally got him on this team, you thought he'd have more of an impact. And by losing Dwight Howard and, and JaVale McGee last year, those were two just great rim protectors. So it's not like any three of these guys we're talking about – fit an exact perfect need. I think DeMarcus Cousins would be third on my list. Um, yeah, I agree. And, and I And I think the Lakers, I think there's a reason why they're also trying to see if they could do better than DeMarcus Cousins. I think LaMarcus Aldridge, I, that, listen, he's been one of the quiet 
fantastic players in the league for the last 12 years or so, right? You don't hear his name much, but he's just a solid basketball player. You you love, you know, what he's done his years in Portland, even his past five years with the San Antonio Spurs. But I think Andre Drummond, that's the that's the, if you could pick any three of these guys, which I'm not saying the Lakers are going to have that option. We'll see what happens over the next couple of weeks. Drummond would be number one on my list. And I don't even think I hesitate here, but he'd be number one. I, I don't disagree with that, but there may be somebody else in the mix that has, you've seen his name pop up a little bit of late, and that's making a run at getting JaVale back. Yeah, yeah. Be, be, because he literally is a plug-and-play guy, right? There, There is no ramp-up time. There is no, okay, this is what our system is. This is what we need you to do. Basically, you say, okay, JaVale, you remember where your locker is. Just go out there and do what you did last year. Mm-hmm. We're going we're gonna to do the same thing, bring that same energy, bring that same threat uh, of a guy that you can lob the ball to and he can finish around the rim just bring a tremendous amount of just juice to the floor every time he's out there. There is no ramp-up for him. And I, I, I that, to me, if that's a doable thing, if they can get him back, I really like that. Because the Marcus Gasol piece, to your, to your point, it just it just really hasn't fit great. It, you know, I, I, when they signed him, I thought it was a really good idea. I thought that he was a guy, a veteran player, smart player, can shoot a little bit, very good passer, understands the game really well. He's going to fit in really well with a guy like LeBron. It just really hasn't gone that way. He just seems like kind of a fish out of water for most of the time. And, and listen, part of that is not all on him. I do think that he's... He's incredibly unselfish. I think that hurts him sometimes. I think he understands, okay, I got LeBron on the floor. I got Anthony Davis on this side. Uh, I'm just coming here, and I want to I want to help as much as I can, and I don't want to ruin the flow of whatever the Lakers are doing and what they're building. They're coming off a championship. I think sometimes that's hurt him. You know what I mean? Like I, I think there, there, there have been moments this year where you watch Marcus Gasol, and you're like, man, this dude just passed up a wide-open three, or he passed up a nine-footer. Because uh-huh. he's trying to do the right thing. So I think he's got to also, I, some of this time with Anthony Davis been out, hopefully he is a little bit more aggressive. He's a little bit more, he decides that, okay, I'm going to put my foot down a little bit more when I need to, but that still means the Lakers need another big man, and I think that's something, obviously, that they're going to try to address. You know what, Marcus Gasol doesn't, he doesn't have that little bit of maniac streak in him. Like, you almost want a guy to come in and say, I don't care that LeBron's here, watch this. <laughs> go out there and do something uh, yeah. because you want you just play your game. LeBron will figure out how to incorporate you into what he's doing. Just cause it, you know, it's it sounds kind of silly, but it's not unlike when LeBron and Dwayne Wade got together for the first time. No, you take it. No, you take it. Okay, I'll take it. But you can you sure you know? Okay, I'll do it. And then it, it just did, it eventually it worked itself out. out. It sure did. Mm-hmm. And, and obviously, Marcus Gasol is a totally different player than than Dwayne Wade. But it's kind of the same idea that to just playing with a great player like LeBron is awesome, but it's not easy. You have to figure out how that comes together, and it's not as easy as just, okay, I'll go out there and do it. It's LeBron James over there, and everything's going through him as it should, and how do I do my thing if I'm not doing my thing that I was able to do in my last stop? What do you think uh, What What do you think the, the second half of the season, what, what's kind of the priority you think for the Lakers? You know, it's funny. It's, I, I think it's a shooter. I think they need somebody that can make shots. Mm-hmm. You know, night in and night out. KCP can make shots on a night where he's hot. LeBron can do it. AD can do it. Caruso can make shots. But they, you look at that team, you don't say, okay, that guy right there. He's, he's a sniper. Make, he's yeah. a sniper. They, mm-hmm. they don't have that. I'd like to see that come along. I just don't know who's available. Yeah, I, I wonder this. I mean, Look, these uh, and by the way, it's gl- it's great to have all these NBA games back. But you got you got pretty much two weeks to figure it out. And I think the Lakers, as is as constructed, 
there's just enough question marks where you just hope that they address some of these needs. And you got Brooklyn that's made moves over the last, you know, since they got James Harden and Blake Griffin, where I think everybody's expecting, okay, Lakers, you got to do something, right? McMenamin said this yesterday. McMenamin, we were talking to, they I, I kind of, I guess maybe was a little surprised that he said they can't stand Pat. I mean, he blatantly just said you cannot stand Pat. So I think there's a lot of people that feel, yes, the Lakers, can they win a championship, go back-to-back, back, no question about it. But I'm I'm feeling that there's a lot more people saying you cannot just run with the roster that you have, see if Palenka, see if these guys do something before the uh, trade deadline. Let's try one more quick one here. Let's go to Irvine and Ernie. Ernie, you're on with uh, Travis and Sleep. What's up? Hey, nice to uh, meet you guys. Thanks for having me on the radio. I really appreciate your, you know, your talk show and stuff. And Thanks for calling much. in. Thank you, sir. We uh, we need a rim protector. And uh, to tell you the truth, I'll pick Boogie Cousins over Aldridge all day, any day. Why? Um, we we had him here last year. Unfortunately, he went down with an injury. But um, if we get the option to get Drummond, you know, then we'll go that route. But we do need a three-point shooter. We need somebody that could step up. We, I thought it was going to be Matthews, but he hasn't really stepped it up yet. Maybe he's having issues with the minutes, the offense, but – Hopefully, second second half comes around and they'll be able to kick kick it up a notch. I appreciate you calling in, man. Thank you for calling in. Would you go size over shooting? I'd go size over shooting. Yeah, yeah, I would. I'd go size over shooting because I think I still have faith. I mean, listen, I said this a couple of days ago. You know, West Matthews West Matthews needs to start hitting some shots. Uh, KCP's got to hit shots on a consistent basis. Um, there are some shooters on this Lakers team that have obviously been inconsistent, but I think. I think if you get that one more big man, you got enough to where it doesn't matter who you play at what time. Trav, one of the things that made the Lakers so new, so unique last season, if you played the Rockets, Dwight Howard and JaVale might not get that much playing time. Mark Keefe might be your starter, and mm-hmm. they uh, they could uh, they could do what the Rockets wanted to do and adjust to it. If they played uh, the Utah Jazz, they can go big and bother Rudy Gobert. Like th- There were ways that they could adjust to every team. Right now they're missing one thing that I think um, you know other teams can exploit, which is, like most people are saying here, one more big to give them another option. All right, so coming up next, Lee, we're going to talk with Gabe Lax from USA Today. He wrote a great piece this morning on how we got to where we got to one year ago, the lead-up to the shutdown and where we are a year later. That's coming up next. Travis and Slee, 710 ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. We didn't, I think, have a sense of the larger magnitude. And I'll just add that because we have a large business in China, we'd lived through SARS and H1N1. And I think like most Americans, our sense was this would not hit the United States the way it was hitting Asia. And that it, we were only beginning to get that that feeling in, in, in early March that maybe this was going to be different than those other viruses and would affect us in different in, 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 in other ways. But even I remember the day after March 11th, when I was asked what this meant in terms of uh, of us taking a pause in the season, 
in my mind, it seemed like something that would last for 30 days, not that we would, of course, be having these conversations a, a year later. And my God, that over a half a million Americans would be dead from this disease. That's the commissioner of the NBA, Adam Silver, on with Mike Greenberg earlier today, which brings us to our next guest. Uh, Gabe Lacks is a reporter for USA Today, and he wrote an absolutely fantastic piece on the shutdown and where we were at the time and how we got to where we are. Let's bring him on right now. Gabe, how are you doing tonight? Appreciate you coming on. Yeah, no, thank you for having me on. Really appreciate it. So, Gabe, let's start right here, because when I was reading your piece this morning, I was struck by how little we knew about what we were about to start getting ourselves into a year ago from now. As you were going through it and doing the reporting, was there something that jumped out at you first and kind of a year later looking back saying, oh, my goodness? You know, there's a lot that stuck with me just in experiencing that last week, and uh, it was uh, in spring training out in the the Cactus League, and I flew into Phoenix on March 6th. Uh, First stop actually was was Glendale, uh, and the – uh, Dodgers out at Camelback Ranch, and they were having a coronavirus meeting that day, which was interesting. Uh, like you know, you, in fact, I embedded the uh, little uh, picture I took of mm-hmm. the uh, of the bulletin board in the clubhouse in the in the story. You know, hey, pitchers and catchers, here's the bullpen. You know, lineup. Here's uh, who's taking infield here and there. And uh, yeah, you know, 2:45 p.m. coronavirus meeting, and coronavirus was spelled mm-hmm. with two words. It has two words, which was kind of funny. And, yeah, uh, the kind of the first sign that I got that things were weird is there was a reporter from Fangraphs there, and he was telling me that they had a meetup scheduled for a few days from then, and they canceled it because they thought it would be a bad idea. And I'm thinking to myself, okay, Fangraphs is filled with a lot of really smart people, and they're not going to meet up for a little social thing a few days from now. That's not a really great sign because those guys know what they're talking about. And, yeah, it just uh, as the week went on, the it, things just kept tightening. Uh, autographs out, uh, media out of the clubhouse. Mm. And then uh, finally, you know, you, you got the sense that, that nothing particularly was safe. And uh, I guess what I really wanted to convey in the piece was just how quickly things were moving. Uh, not just, you know, it was day to day and then it was hour to hour and then it was minute to minute. And uh, the last day I was there, which was March 11th, ended up at Mariners camp, and they were worried about where they were going to play because uh, King County up in uh, up in Seattle said, yeah, we, we you're not going to be able to play your home opener. So uh, middle of that afternoon, their biggest concern was, well, are we just going to stay here and play our home opener until things clear up uh, in Washington, you know, play at our spring training site or whatever. And then a few hours later, it was Rudy Gobert, and it was the NBA being done. And then the next morning, uh, you know, everything else was canceled by by that afternoon. So it just accelerated so quickly, and it still kind of makes my head spin thinking about it. Gabe, I, I want to actually th- – this is a perfect transition here. So the next day, so after all these sports starts, it starts with the NBA, and you kind of – um, that timeline that you followed was fantastic because it kind of takes us all back to what were we doing and all this different news kind of breaking on uh, on March 11th, 2020. The next day, what's going through your mind? What are you thinking as far as sports goes, as far as how long you know some of these sports are going to be uh, shut down or postponed or whatever the case is? What, what was your initial thought, your initial reaction the next day? Yeah, so... Uh, just from kind of a professional perspective, if you will, uh, 
the March 11th was so much pivoting for me, you know, in terms of what I was writing about. And then when, when silver, when the silver thing came down, uh, and I was about to go hop on a plane, I banged out a little something, uh, that, uh, that, you know, baseball should follow suit and shut down because it's, uh, you know, you just, I mean, you forget how, ever, how freaked out everybody was. Rudy Gobert has the coronavirus, you know, like that, that was such a big deal. Yeah. And here they are sharing planes and sharing locker rooms and all that. So you could kind of see where it was going. But, uh, you know, when all the hammers dropped, uh, yeah, it was, it was, you know, baseball first said we're going to postpone the first two weeks of the season. And that definitely felt like it was just a placeholder. And, uh, when I think that the real tipping point where it really settled in was, I, I believe it was uh, the Friday the 13th of all days, mm-hmm. uh, and the president held a, a press conference, and that's where he officially declared uh, COVID a national emergency, uh, which kicked in all kinds of things. Uh, <laughs> you know, of all the anniversaries we're, we're, we're celebrating, uh, you know, the, the term force majeure. I don't even know if I'm <laughs> pronouncing it right. Uh, you I know, know it who from the, the heck had ever heard of that, right? <laughs> <laughs> don't we all yeah uh, but yeah that was so so once that national emergency was declared that just opened the door for all the leagues to kind of say okay we uh you know you know we we can't uh, we can't pay people we can't pay our athletes uh because this is a national emergency that clause was there i believe wimbledon was pretty much the only sporting event that had insurance against you know uh, unforeseen you know, unforeseen active nature insurance, whatever you might call it. Uh, so, yeah, it was uh, – the 12th was a blur. The 13th, it was like, ooh, man, uh, okay, we're, we're, really, uh, we're really hunkering down for this, and, and it might be a while. Gabe Lax is a reporter for USA Today. He has a fantastic piece out today talking about a year ago how the sports world kind of was chasing its own tail a little bit for a few days. It, Gabe, was, was there anybody that was ahead of the curve? I, th- I know that you quoted Dr. Fauci in there, and you know he, like most epidemiologists, as you wrote, are loath to try to predict the future and what's going to happen next. But did anybody have it right saying, hey, look, this is what's going to happen, and you're going to be shut down for a really long time, or are they still just trying to find a way to get it to the next weekend, the next week, the next month? Right. Yeah, no, that's uh, the uh, the Ivy League, uh, kind of like fan graphs. <laughs> the Ivy League, the fan graphs of education, if you will. <laughs> um, <laughs> they, uh, you know, they had their tournaments coming up and they canceled way out in, in front. Well, I guess it wasn't way out, but, uh, you know, it, it was uh, I guess it was just on the 10th. But they had been talking about it. And, yeah, I talked to the uh, Ivy League commissioner about it and she uh, she was making the point that uh, the university presidents were like, hey, we've got all these brilliant, uh, you know, epidemiologists, uh, infectious disease experts on our campus. You know, let's talk to them and, and see how this relates to, to our athletic uh, events coming up. And what they, you know, as she put it, you know, everything they said started to come true. And so they were appropriately freaked out and went ahead and canceled the Ivy League tournament, uh, canceled all their spring sports. Uh, you know, so they were they were definitely out ahead of it. Uh, the one guy uh, that I think it, when you look back uh, in terms of politicians and everybody that controls all these kinds of things, uh, Ohio Governor Mike DeWine uh, came out ahead of the NCAA and said, and so th- this is what blew my mind. There were only two confirmed cases of coronavirus in Ohio. And he was like, yeah, we're not having fans at our uh, mm-hmm. NCAA tournament sites, you know, in Dayton. And I think Cleveland it was, maybe Columbus. Um, so he was, you know, history will look back quite uh, kindly on him because, you know, the NCAA didn't cancel altogether till I think, you know, four o'clock on the 12th. But he, uh, you know, he kind of just 
saw how this thing was going to spread and uh, said, yeah, we're, we're not doing fans. And, and that, that was kind of a, kind of a OG kind of moment. Like, Oh man, he's uh, you know, <laughs> he definitely wants to get out ahead of it. Maybe he's being a little too, uh, you know, a little too cautious, but no, he, he, he kind of saw what was coming. Gabe, a final one from me. Um, what do you think the next year looks like in the world of sports? Just kind of, here we are one year from um, when everything started. What about a year from today? What do you think uh, the, the sports world will look like? And if you want to even um, maybe a, a smaller viewpoint, six months from now, three months from now, where, where are we going with, uh, with, with just sports in general? Yeah, it's the, the theme remains the same. The better that we are in the near term, the better things will be in that three-month range. You know, if everybody – you know, doesn't go crazy right now just because there's a few vaccines out there and levels of the virus continue to diminish, then I think you'll start to see occupancy uh, go up at sporting events. Uh, indoors, you know, I think NBA, NHL to ride out this season, uh, you know, it's going to be very limited, if at all. You know, the, the you know a lot of the California teams still not any fans, all that kind of stuff. But I think by summer you will see a good chunk of baseball teams up at 50 percent and you know I I think the one thing that people can kind of look ahead to is uh, football season Uh, I don't think it will be across the board 100 percent fans everywhere but uh, in terms of what they're talking about in terms of getting the vaccine out there that timetable and hopefully the again diminishing case rate and percent positivity and all that uh, football season, I think that's something you can hang your hat on to where you can say, if we play our cards right and if the virus proves – or the vaccine proves effective for, for longer than three months, six months, and all that is still good, then football season, I think, can be normal. A year from now, yeah. I mean, it's uh, is this thing going to be endemic? Who knows? It's uh, – you know, how long will these shots last? That's That's tough to say, but – I would like to think that as every, you know, every three-month period goes on, things will get better. So, uh, you know, let's just hope that uh, all these scientists that have done such tremendous work to kind of guide us to this point uh, continue to, to kind of hit their marks because we owe them a lot, definitely. Absolutely. That's Gabe Lacks. He's a reporter for USA Today. Go check out his piece there. You can find it at his Twitter handle, at Gabe Lacks. Gabe, appreciate it a bunch. Thanks Thanks, Gabe. Appreciate it, man. You got it. Anytime, fellas. All right, you got it. We'll bring Gabe back on another time, too, and talk a little baseball with him. He, uh, he's all over MLB. All right, Slee. Yes, sir. You see my hands Oh, you get excited. Right? When, when anytime, my... there's a couple times that your hands rub together. <laughs> one, one time is when we're talking about food. Oh, yeah. Uh, that happens very frequently. <laughs> and then I think the second time is I think you get excited about what we have coming up. What we have coming up yes. is the debut of Ask Slee. That's next. Travis and Sliwa, 710 ESPN. All right. Is your vehicle due for service? Head into your neighborhood Valvoline Instant Oil Change, home of the 15-minute drive-through oil change for over 30 years. Valvoline has provided quick and convenient automotive maintenance services for busy people just like you. No dragging the kids to a dirty waiting room. At Valvoline, you stay in your car, you stay safe while the expert technicians make sure your ride is in peak performance. I'll use Curtis as an example here. Curtis, uh, earlier today, sending me uh, pictures of him at Valvoline Instant Oil Change. Oil changes, tire rotations, transmission care, and more. Just pull up, drive in, and drive out in about 15 minutes Visit SoCalOilChange.com. Make sure to go to the website. You'll find the locations. You'll get game-winning coupons off your next Valvoline Instant Oil Change.
that's our first one from no less an authority than Chris Morales. Did you cheat in the hot dog eating contest? No? Okay, there we go. There we go. Did you um, cheat in the hot dog eating contest? Uh, I had nine hot dogs. So if okay. cheating is eating nine hot dogs in, uh, how much time did we do it in? Ten minutes or something that, like that? That's Five minutes? I don't know way. what it was. Uh, it was disgusting. <laughs> but uh, but I had to do it. I even did, Trav, I even did the dunk in the buns. I even oh, did the... God. Did you really? I, absolutely, I did. Actually, you know what's sad? I was doing research. Like, I was looking, how do you do this? How do these... The Ch- Joey Chestnut... <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know, this I is... Literally, I literally was dumping hot dog <laughs> buns into water, and there was a strategy behind it. Okay, see, this is exactly what, is this music? what I was hoping we would get. <laughs> This is a Jesse Lopez production. I don't know what he's got going here. But let's let's stay focused on what matters. See, this is what I was hoping we would get, Slee. Okay. Insight into you. And now I know that instead of just going, okay, I'll just jam a couple of hot dogs in my mouth and we'll all have a laugh, you did the research on how to gorge yourself on hot dogs. I know a little bit more about you now. You're very tactical. You're very um, uh, detail-oriented. Yeah. You, 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 you like to make sure that you're prepared. This is good. All right, here's the thing. That was a very odd uh, you know, moment of a challenge where Mason's like, hey, you know what? We should have a hot dog eating contest. <laughs> and I didn't feel uh, very comfortable at all to, t- to tell Steve, no, I don't want to, I'm not going to do a hot dog I eating did. contest. I was like, no, nah, I don't do that. So like, I, I understand I'm the fattest guy here, but I don't do eating contests. Do you do spice? Do you do spice? What do you mean? Like, will you do, you know, they have like the hottest oh, like the wings, stuff like that. Stuff yeah. Like that? No, no, I'm not doing that. Yeah, I've never done that. I, I, we should do that one eater. time. We should do that one time and then still try to do the show. My my eating is too important. I'm not doing sense. All right, I'm gonna move on. Let's go to the next one here. All right, this what do you is got? From John in Huntington Beach. It mm-hmm. says, "Let's get deeper in your college." You mentioned that last night you went to San Diego State. Mm-hmm. How many times did you take the bus from campus to Tijuana? I didn't go there, but I did multiple times from there. Good times. Hashtag Astley. So you're an Aztec. Yeah. You slip across the border now and again. You know what? I I did that a couple times, but in high school, oh. not in college. But let me tell you, I got a, this is a good story. All right? all right, I'm not exactly, you know, at San Diego State, definitely enjoyed my time at SDSU. Okay, hard not to. Um, in high school, I wasn't exactly the the one, uh, you know, getting the uh, getting the the party riled up. All right, so it was definitely other people. When the thought process was, we're going to Mexico. I was the first one to be like, I will drive. I don't trust any of you guys that are coming with me because there's no way that I'm going across the border with you idiots without coming back across the border. So not at San Diego State, but in high school. Okay, let's move on to this next one. This one is from uh, Matt. and so this is an Now old, I like uh, the music. Now the music's a- got a little reggae vibe to it. Good. Okay, there you go. Perfect. Uh, would you rather visit Oakland, when then in parentheses he writes, gross. Okay, or? <laughs> or be on lockdown until the end of time. I don't know if that's so much a question. 100% just- Oakland, no question about it. 100%. Yeah, Listen, okay. here, here's the thing, Trav. Every city you go to has got something to offer. And I think Oakland's getting a bad rap because Oakland's not that bad of a city. Oh, Matt went back to back. He's got another one. Would you rather visit <laughs> Oakland or be eaten by a grizzly bear? 
We're going Oakland, bro. You're still going to go. We're going Oakland. Oakland. You, you don't. You don't dislike Oakland. As Man, there is uh, there's does. some hatred towards Oakland over I, there by Matt. I, I guess so. All right, here's another one. Mm-hmm. Are you a split the check guy when you go out with a group of friends? This is important. Hashtag Astley. So you, me, Chris, Jesse, Curtis, we all go out to eat. Yeah. The bill comes. Are you a hey? Let's split the check kind of guy. Or are you like everybody just throwing twenty and we'll keep it moving? I grab my calculator. I <laughs> divide. I look at what who ate what. Uh, did that tea cost anything or not? No, actually, uh, definitely got to be the one. I'll grab the check, and then uh, hopefully somebody returns the favor because, you know, we don't have enough people like that where it's like, hey, I got this one. And then the next time you go, are they going to do the same thing? It doesn't always happen, Trav. That oh, definitely doesn't always happen. No, that's for sure, especially in radio land. <laughs> Everybody's got alligator arms when that check comes. <laughs> that's for sure. Uh, Scotty, is ketchup a sauce? Hashtag ask Slee. Is ketchup a sauce? No, I don't think it's a sauce. Why not? It's got multiple ingredients. It's liquid. When I think of a sauce, I'm thinking hot sauce. I'm thinking... Like a Bernays? I I, I just... Is ketchup a sauce? Yeah. I'm thinking barbecue sauce. Yeah, well, what's the difference? They're kind of the same, just a little different flavor. I don't feel like it's in the same... Well... I don't know if it's in the same category. I don't know if it's in the same category. Like, I feel like ketchup and mustard, they're on their own. Give me hot sauce and barbecue sauce. Like, they're they're in their own, uh, you know, they're in their own world. Is it a sauce to you? Uh, yeah, because it's it's liquid and has multiple ingredients. Do you put ketchup on your tacos? There was a well, Marcellus that kept on. doing that. Pump, pump the brakes there, Slee. Yeah. From Capitano Matt, mm-hmm. ketchup on a taco, yes or no? Hashtag no. ask Slee. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Yeah, I, I enjoyed my time working with Marcellus as much as I have with just about anybody, mm-hmm. but that was kind of a deal breaker. When he told me he put ketchup on his tacos, I looked at him differently from that point forward. Yeah, I'm, I'm not. Uh, ketchup has its purpose. It has its purpose with some eggs. It has its purpose with, uh, obviously, fries. It has its purpose on a burger. It has its purpose on a dog. It doesn't really go past that for me. I'm not some hash browns, maybe, but nothing else. That sounds pretty good. All right, here's a couple of more. Oh, this is interesting. Hashtag Ask Slee, your favorite stuff to do on a date? Pool, dart, shuffleboard, or other stuff? (laughs) Um, What are you doing on your dates? A movie. That's why I told you I I miss the theaters. I I love nothing like a a good movie uh, going with your girl. Going to a good restaurant, finding a you know a good place to go for a restaurant. I, Hollywood Bowl was just the absolute best place to go watch a show and take a date to or whatever the case is. Uh, probably not doing shuffleboard. Probably not doing shuffleboard. <laughs> not even the bar kind with the salt, and you can have because that's one of those. Games that's not play, a bad game. Yeah, that, a, that's a good a bu- game. Have a few beers, play a little bar shuffleboard, darts. <laughs> You're not a pool or darts guy either. No, I am pool and darts. I, I don't know if I'm taking. I'm not taking my date. I'm, that's more like a buddy. You know, Ooh, I'm going to a, a bar with a buddy. Here's a good one. Mm-hmm. This is uh, hashtag Asley. This is from Sayhup. Uh, how many hours before your guests arrive do you put the beer on ice? <laughs> um, that's got to be. I'm going to judge you harshly if you get this one wrong. By the way, no, it's got to be two to three hours before they come. It needs to be at least three, and I would prefer it's the first thing you do when you get up that morning. I'm going to tell you something. You come over, <laughs> it's still going to be out, just sitting <laughs> on the counter, and then I'm going to put it in. <laughs> no, so this is I, I like throwing parties, and this is one of the things that COVID has ruined. I like having people over. I yeah. like having a barbecue. But it is my favorite thing, get up 8 o'clock and 7 o'clock in the morning, whatever it is, immediately go to the grocery store, buy a bunch of bags of ice, throw them in the mm. cooler, and have that. I want that bottle so cold you can barely touch so it. So two hours is not enough. 
No, no, no. The, the, the label should peel off the bottle when you take it out sure. of the ice. That was what needs that. Right, are you are you getting a uh, are you getting a beer mug? You put it in the freezer too? Nah, no? it's a bar. You can have. A, I'll get you a solo cup if you really want one. But I'm not breaking out the glass for anybody. I don't need to clean up broken glass. Yeah, you're not. You're night. not. You're not screwing around. You know your. You know what? How you're delivering your beer? I know who's coming over. Is the important. Mm-hmm. All right, here's the last one. Mm-hmm. Uh, can we get Slee to give us his Mexican beer rankings? His in and out Brenda Walsh comments have me concerned. Uh, hashtag Ask Slee. Um. I'm not a big Corona. I'm not a big Modelo. I like. That's a good answer. Um, Dos Equis is a good one. Okay. Okay. There's are actually. We, when we're talking wait, Modelo, I, are we going to Especial or the Negro? I'll go. I'll go Especial. Okay. The what's the beer? Estrella is that the one that at, yeah, at that's Dodger the one games? At Dodger Stadium. Yeah, it's pretty good. That's a really good beer too. I like that one. So I, I'm, I'm throwing a couple in there. What, what am I missing here? What What are your go tos? Uh, well, there's a whole bunch. There's like Pacifico. There's Soul. Pacifico. There's Tecate. Yeah, Pacifico. There's mm-hmm. a whole bunch of other ones. I mean, I'm sure that there's Chihuahua. There's a whole bunch well, of. Them. Are, <laughs> but are you just drinking everything? I mean, what are your <laughs> What are your go? Have you not been paying attention? <laughs> this guy named off nine <laughs> beers. He's not. <laughs> Just, I mean, I like, I like the your, details. Your top I, I, 14 list. I want to do one more. This is from Darb, and this is the last one. During the song, In uh-huh. the Air Tonight, by Phil Collins, <laughs> ask Slee if he pretends if he's the drummer in the drum solo. Hashtag ask Slee. Do you bang out those drums like Phil Collins when In the Air Tonight comes on? Literally have my head moving, and I got the beat going the entire way, the entire way. Got it. Got to do it. Yeah, no, that, that's the whole purpose of that song. When you're in your car and no one's looking at you, you can pretend to be Phil Collins. Actually, for a few even when people are looking at you, you're okay with it. As long as you're comfortable doing it under any scenario. What are you supposed to look over your shoulder and see if anybody's looking? There's nothing you can do. No, I'm a little. See, this is. I'm the most self conscious person in the world when it comes to things like that. I'm very, very slow to make sure that no one's looking. All right. So, you okay? Did we get through it all right? You, you feel like you made it through that? That was actually a nice segment. That was a nice segment. Right <laughs> can I can I give the? I'll, I'll, we'll talk about it in a second. I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna do that right now. All right. So here's what we're gonna do uh, when we come back. And here's what I want to get into moving forward after this. It's sleep, sleep. That was good. This is very very. Did you learn? Good. Some, did you feel like you learned a little bit? Oh, I know a lot. I know I know that your beer is not cold enough. Mm-hmm. I know that you're wrong about ketchup, but I do like that you played the air drums to in the air tonight. That makes me pretty happy. Ah, uh, here we go. I like that a lot. All right. So the ESPN has the NHL now. Are those the toughest athletes in sports? That's next. Travis and Slee, 710 ESPN.